allow me to do a quick backstory so you guys understand why I wanted to bring this guest onto the show for so long. So I love listening to motivational speeches. That's one thing about me that you guys may or may not know, right? I love motivational speeches. And back in 2013, I came across this motivational speech on YouTube that really just kind of pulled me out of a slump. And you'll hear about that in the interview today. But it pulled me out of a slump. And then three years later when I had my son, I listened to that same exact speech and it had another powerful tone to it. It was just a different meaning because although my life was in a better spot at that point, it still had a powerful meaning. And that's when I began to really, really study the body of work of this individual because I'm like, man, he's so powerful in his words and his actions. And then I really, really, really became intrigued with the fact that he was able to translate all of the the, the skill sets that he you know, acquired in his basketball career and put them into his professional career. And he was changing lives in his professional career with motivational speeches. He changed mine. And I knew that, you know, this would be a perfect guest for the show to show that you can have, you know, all these skill sets that you acquire in the sports world that can be translated into business and life. And that's why I brought him on the show. You guys do not want to miss this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time if you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. As you guys know by now, my name is Shane Larson, your host, coming at you for episode 138 of the show. We've been going strong for three years now, and today, it's, it's going to be an amazing interview. I hope you guys pay attention, lock in, and uh, really focus, get a notepad out, take some notes, because I'm introducing the first undrafted rookie free agent to start for the Dallas Mavericks on opening night. And now he's a motivational speaker, an author, a mentor. He had three years in the NBA, and he continued his professional career overseas. He's a, he's a former basketball player who's now transitioned into the business world. He's got some amazing information to share with us today. It's Mr. Walter Bond. Walter, thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. You've done 138. I want to compliment you for being consistent. I want to compliment you for being focused. You know, there's a lot of people who want to podcast and dream of podcasting. For you to do 138 episodes, of which this one is going to be the best one, obviously. <laughs> uh, I want to just give you a shout out just for being consistent with podcasting and good um, luck with it. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much, sir. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. A lot of people always want to do it, but as soon as you know it starts getting tough, that's when people kind of jump out of it. And uh, that one of my things, it's my goal. It's my dream to be a, a, a sports analyst, a sports media um, individual. So that's kind of what I what I've been working on. So um, yeah, again, I'm excited to have you on here. Now, I want to share with you as well as our listeners a quick recap as to why I even started listening to you in the first place. Rewind back to 2013, Walter, I was actually going through a divorce in my mid-20s, um, and it was a really rough time for me. I was, I was struggling with life and stuff, and, and it was hard for me to even get out of bed sometimes because I was just having a really hard time. I thought at the time, if I could have opened my eyes and seen the future, yeah, it wasn't the end of the world, but like at the time, it felt like it was. And I was like, I turned on a, a YouTube video, and I hear a, a speech from you, and I'm like, who's this guy? I like this guy. I've heard the Eric Thomases of the world. I've heard the the... Mr. Browns of the world. And I've, I just never heard Walter Bond. Let me, let me listen to this guy. And so I actually kept listening to your, to your stuff. And a few years later, 
I hear a, a speech that you made about picking up your kids and, and it's a really cool story. That's when I like really like dove in and was like, wow, I love this. And so I've actually used that story, quoted you multiple times when I'm talking to people about always picking up your kids and changing their perspective and how it's a, a spiritual transaction when you lift up your kids because they can see the world the way you see it. And uh, yeah, I started listening to you and then I followed you on social media and I've, I've just been intrigued with your career. Now, here's the thing for all the listeners out there. I, I mentioned you, you were the first undrafted rookie free agent to start on opening night for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, you, you played in the NBA at the highest level, but when someone who might not know your story hears that, they'll be like, oh, he's just he's an NBA player. But, Walter, you didn't start for the University of Minnesota when you played college basketball. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct, and that's a part of the journey that's really qualified me to be able to be a thought leader, a business coach. I sit on corporate boards. Um, I've been able to be more successful outside of basketball than I was in basketball for one reason. I figured out how to overcome, and it wasn't easy. I failed. I got rejected. I found myself on the bench in shame. My father had to give me a pep talk. I had a bad attitude. I had a bunch of excuses. And uh, my father asked me, he said, um, you didn't play, son. Why not? And I said, politics, Dad, it's political. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, I've been to every party on campus. I had my own red solo cup. You know, I was just out of control. And the conversation with my dad kind of changed the game. He reminded me of my goals. He reminded me of my dreams. You know, obviously I was a high school basketball star. And when I got on the bench in college, I felt sucker punched. You know, I felt like, you know, I had never been in that position. You know, I didn't think it could happen to me. And you see people who get divorced and they think, wow, I didn't see it coming. Or a spouse was unfaithful or they had to file bankruptcy or God forbid the coronavirus, right? right? Nobody saw that coming. It was an ultimate global sucker punch. And so my freshman year in college was the first time I dealt with adversity, to be honest. I was a golden child my whole life up until that point. And my father brought me out my funk and he reminded me of my goals. And it was just that simple. And once he reminded me of my goals, I was able to basically get back on my feet and I went to my coach's office, Shane, and I asked him a powerful question. What do I need to do to play in the NBA? Like, who, who do I need to become? And the conversation was uh, interesting because he laughed, you know? And he was like, son, you don't play for me. And you're asking about the NBA? And I was like, yeah, like, who do I need to become? And he was basically like, you can't run, you can't jump, you can't dribble, you can't shoot, you can't rebound. You know, I was, a, I was a sub, I was a reserve. But in that off season, Shane, that's when I learned the power of work. In my off season, that's where I learned the power of vision. In my off season, that's where I learned the power of transformation. And now that I know the power of transformation, all I do is teach it. I teach it in our masterminds. I teach it in our coaching programs. I teach it when we train employees for casinos and, and construction companies and, and banks. I mean, we have so many clients that it's exciting because I know how to transform because I did it. And now I'm able to teach other people how to transform. But the transformation really starts with accountability. And I didn't have a lot of it when I was younger. And my father taught me accountability. So anybody listening, if you're stuck, if you're trying to get to some place and you don't know how you landed where you are, you got to be accountable. You got to own some of this, right? You can blame your mama and your daddy and you got bullied in the third grade. You can blame you got born on the wrong side of the tracks. Whatever your excuse is, I use politics. That was mine. 
I promise you, if you're stuck somewhere right now and you're not where you're supposed to be, you got some excuse that you really buy into. And my father took that excuse away from me. And when I didn't have that excuse to lean on, it forced me to be accountable. And that's when transformation begins. And literally, Shane, the, once, the moment I owned it and had that conversation with my dad, I was starting in the NBA about three or four years later. And so that kind of transformation, you mean to tell me in 72 months from that conversation, I was an NBA starting two guard? I not only made the league, I was starting two. I was in the league and they announced the starting lineup. They called my name. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I didn't start in college. And I get to start my rookie game, my rookie year. And my second game, I scored 25 points. That experience is available to people. And that's what we teach. That's what we coach. That's what our books are about. That's what our training are, are about. That's what the shark mindset is all about. Kobe had the Mamba mindset. Fine, Kobe, get it. We talk about the shark mindset. Because sharks never stop moving or they die. Think about that. They never stop moving or they die. I had stopped moving. And I was almost dead. My NBA career was almost dead. And a conversation with my father got me moving again. And that's why people enjoy our videos, our coaching programs. That's why people enjoy what we do. Shane, I think that's what touched you. You know, I said something in some video and it got you moving again after you got sucker punched by divorce. We all gonna have trials and tribulations. We're all gonna have setbacks. If you look at any video of a shark, they always got scars on them. They always got some kind of bruises and so, Life is messy, man, and stuff's going to happen, but how we respond is everything. I am so like, it's, it's like a whole nother motivational speech for me, and I love it. Um, just hearing that, it, what people don't realize, maybe like, what people don't realize is like in the college game, when you found out that like, hey, you're a sub, and you had to have that conversation with your dad, and you put in the work in the off season, like there's a lot of work, like there's a lot that goes behind it. Um, like I would say a lot of pain, sweat, tears behind this quote-unquote feel-good story when you put in the work in the offseason like you said and I've heard you say it before too Walter when you said um you know businesses you know athletes have an offseason why don't you I remember you talking about this last year you did like a webinar on on the offseason and you put in the work for basketball what did that work consist of in, in the basketball sense and then like how can we translate that into the business world what's the work that you're putting in that people don't see they just see the feel-good story but they don't actually see the work that you're putting in well, you know, it really boils down to mastery. You know, if you look at a guy like LeBron James, why is LeBron James the best basketball player on the planet? And honestly, my peers would get mad at me, but if you said that LeBron was better than Mike, I'm not going to argue with you. That's how good he is, right? And so if you think about what makes LeBron so dynamic is mastery. He's mastered every fundamental of basketball. I mean, he shoots at a high level. He rebounds at a high level. He's a playmaker at a high level. His IQ is at a high level. If you went to a laboratory and built the perfect basketball player, it would be LeBron, to be honest with you. Even his size and how he can go in and rebound, he's like the perfect basketball specimen. But he's mastered the skills of basketball. And honestly, um, when I got into business, I didn't focus on making money. Now, I mastered the skills of basketball. The only difference was I didn't have the physical ability of LeBron. I didn't have the explosiveness of LeBron, right? So that's what really differentiated us because he just had more talent. 
But when I think about business people, it's the same dynamic. You need to master the fundamentals of business. Have you mastered marketing? Have you mastered selling? Have you mastered leadership? Have you mastered culture building? Have you mastered your core values? I mean, do you have systems in place? Do you have processes in place? And so when we got into business, Shane, we didn't even focus on money. We understood mastery. You know, I was in an industry where I got a chance to be around the best basketball players in the world. So for example, John Stockton would go to a chiropractor four times a day. He, he believed in keeping his body aligned. Now the funny thing about it, I get to corporate America and everybody's talking about alignment, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm like, ooh, the metaphor is scary, right? Because of alignment, it allows companies to have great cultures because everybody buys into the core values. Well, John Stockton kept his body aligned, and that's why he played 19 years. Carmelo would lift weights every single day. I mean, he had the greatest body of all time for a power forward, 6'9", 256, maybe had 3% body fat. He was a meticulous eater. So I was around greatness, and I saw greatness operate. I saw the discipline of greatness. I saw the vision of greatness. I saw the confidence of greatness. I saw the mastery of greatness. Jerry Sloan, my coach, I talk about him all the time when I do leadership programs. That dude was so simple, but he was brilliant in his simplicity. We didn't even scrimmage in practice. Imagine that. I'm trying out for the Utah Jazz. My agent's calling me. My dad's calling me. My mom's calling me. My wife's calling me. How's it going? And I'm like, I have no clue. And they're like, what are you talking about? You don't have a clue. All we do are drills. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even have a clue how they evaluate because we don't even scrimmage. I've never played basketball in my life where you don't scrimmage in practice. But Shane, we mastered the fundamentals. We did tons of shooting drills. We did tons of, of, of skeleton offense with no defense. Spacing was important. Timing was important. If the play had four options, we got to the fourth option, right? Nobody does that in the NBA. One pass and it's one-on-one. -on -one. So in Utah, I began to learn the Utah Jazz way that, man, people get tired of playing defense. And honestly, on that second or third option on the play, the defense is giving up. And we shot wide open jump shots that we assimilated in practice. And the brilliance of the Utah Jazz was amazing because Utah, we didn't have a big payroll. And for two decades, they almost never had a lottery pick because they were so good. So if you really take a look at the, the model of an excellent franchise, you got to go back to the Utah Jazz and Jerry Sloan. Yeah, you can talk about the Bulls. They had Mike and Scott. He had enormous payroll, right? And they won championship, no disrespect. But when you want to talk about the, the combination of a manageable payroll, no lottery picks, and play a basketball at a high level without being able to secure top free agents, no top free agents going to Salt Lake. It is what it is. And so the program that Jerry Sloan ran, I think every business leader can run that program. I really do. I think every business leader can be Utah Jazz-like. So when I go and train and I coach and work with banks and construction companies and I work with other coaches who want to grow their businesses, I'm like, look, dude, the first thing we got to do is you got to master the fundamentals of your business, of your industry. I became an award-winning Hall of Fame motivational speaker that opened up the door to become a, an executive coach. CEOs talk to me and they listen to me. I sit on corporate boards. Why? Because I mastered the fundamentals of business. I understand leadership at a high level. 
I understand selling at a high level. I understand marketing at a high level. I understand culture at a high level. I understand high turnover at, at a high level. I understand poor engagement at a high level. I'm learning social media at a high level. And so now when I sit down with business people, they look at me and say, dude, this is amazing. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. You can master it too. But most people don't even spend the time trying to master their industry. I mean, I played basketball from the time I was eight until I was 31. Every day, all day. Never tired, never fatigued. And I was always trying to get better. So that anal, obsessive mentality and behavior is what's required, is what's necessary to be successful at a high level. And honestly, Shane, most people don't want it bad enough. Most people aren't hungry enough to do what it takes to be the best in the world. I've become the best in the world in two different industries. And if you really ask me how I do it, there was some talent there. Oh, oh, I can run my mouth. I get it. It was a natural gift from God. I was a very good athlete as a young kid. I was good at baseball, basketball, and football. So you got to have some talent. But after the talent is there, ain't nothing but hard work. <laughs> and most people, let me tell you this. Most people don't even understand what they're gifted. They have no clue how they're gifted. So here's my message for anybody listening. Your first phase, if you want to be a boss, right? Your first phase is to discover your God-given gift. Once you discover your God-given gift, the next thing you got to do is develop your God-given gift. But also make sure you position this God-given gift that you're developing into the right industry. So you got to position this gift perfectly. Oh man, that's a really, really good point. Um, there's that quote that, that I heard once that was like, hey, what is your deepest fear? And our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. I think a lot of people are scared to, to discover their God-given talents because they're scared of the light. They're scared of that because then they know like they can really impact a lot of people, but then there's accountability and stuff that comes along with it. But I, I really appreciate you said that like discovering your God-given talents and then enhancing that and, and utilizing that and working with that. And just as you talking, Walter, you're, you're talking about this whole, this whole thing with the, the Utah Jazz. As you see, I'm a huge jazz fan, diehard since I was born. I was kind of born into that, but uh, a lot of family from Utah. So like, it's, it's crazy that I'm talking to a former Utah Jazz basketball player. This is what's crazy to me. But um, so I still geek out on it, even though I'm in my thirties now, but um, it's just crazy to hear the stories of Jerry Sloan from a, from a player's perspective, the simplicity of it, and you start to realize, wow, that, that does work for, for sports and for business. Like, but you got to master the fundamentals. You got to get that base, that structure. And I'm glad that you're sharing that with us. And it's obvious that through your basketball career, through your business career, you've had that shark mentality. Can you show us your shirt one more time? Like you, you showed it earlier. Can, can you show us that shirt real quick? Shark mindset. <laughs> so you shark mentioned mindset. That's what it's all about. I mean, we've written the best-selling book, Swim. I mean, we've been able to touch so many people. Uh, we have companies now calling us and ordering. We just got an order today for 300 audiobooks of Swim. It's a bestseller. It's a parable. And we're really going to teach you how to be a shark. And we have what we call the Sacred Six. And if anyone wants to be a shark, read the book Swim and learn the Sacred Six and just apply them. And so one of them is sharks never stop moving or they die. I mean, think about that metaphor. If they don't move, they die. So the moment a shark is born, they're in constant movement, which really means they just outwork everybody, right? They just completely outwork everybody. When you think about Kobe, 
I mean, Kobe was talented, but he outworked everybody. Michael Jordan is talented, but he work, outworked everybody. You know, Tiger Woods is talented, but you know what? He outworks everybody. So to me, I can help 90% of society just by saying, look, man, up your game on work. Ladies, work harder. <laughs> when you get up in the morning, grind. And grind so hard to where you go to sleep, you collapse in the bed, right? And you wake up the next morning, do it again. And this coronavirus has been a blessing because I've never worked harder in my life. Here's what happens. The difference between a thought leader like myself and most people, I would guess that 90% of society is watching the news all day. Like, man, is it over? Do they have a, a, a vaccine? Is the plasma injection going to work? You know, Trump do something. Governors do something. Are we going to lock down? I can't wait that this is over. Is it over? Can I come back outside and play? Me? I glance at the news. Oh, man, New York is on fire. Wow. That sucks. Okay, wash my hands. Social distance. Stay at the crib. Bet. Click. Cut it off. Come in my office. Okay, team. We got a break. All right, let's get everything online. We got a break. Let's, let's finish that training. We got a break. All right, what are we going to do with our coaching program? Got a break. Hey, let's launch our podcast. Got a break. When this thing is over, people are going to be like, this dude, where did he come from? <laughs> you know, we're up in our game on everything, on social media. We're up in the game. We're building killer trainings. We have a training called the off-season. What? Pro athletes have an off-season. Why not you? We just finished that training. And it's for small business owners. Our curriculum designer just gave it to us yesterday. I've been so busy, I haven't been able to look at it, right? Because we've been grinding that hard. I'm going to take a look at it this weekend. I got another training we got in the queue. It's on teamwork. Now, watch this. Most of these business leaders don't understand how to build a team. You can't build anything without a blueprint. Bill Jackson had what he called the triangle offense. And he plugged in Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and Dennis Rodman, uh, um, Horace Grant, and in his blueprint, they won championship. Technically, Tex Winter built the triangle offense. Phil Jackson leaves Chicago. He goes to L.A. Does he bring Mike and Scotty with him? No. But he plugs in Kobe, and he plugs in Shaq, and he plugs in Derek Fisher, and he plugs in Robert Ory. And what does he do? He wins rings. With the blueprint, Michael Jordan goes to D.C., plays for the Wizards without Scotty, without the blueprint, without Phil Jackson, and he looked less than Michael Jordan-like. And people say, well, he's old. Okay. How old is Tom Brady? Yeah, so, I mean, we're How old is Drew Brees? Right. Okay. I played with Stockton and Malone until they were 36, 37. They were still playing at a high level. Why? Because they were still plugged into the blueprint. We have a blueprint called I-Team that's almost ready. It's in the oven. It's going to help business leaders with a blueprint on how to build a high-performing team with pieces that don't compete with each other, pieces that complete with each other. You know what? In our beta, our business leaders is like, dude, this is freaking brilliant. And we have an assessment called work expressions. And I really drew the analogy between playing a game. When I got in the game, Shane, I wanted to play my game. When the game was over, if I didn't get to play my game, I was a little salty. Happy we won, but I didn't get to do my thing. I didn't get to play my game, right? So when I got into corporate America, the Gallup poll calls me and says, Walter, we want you to help us with employee engagement. 
can you help use our assessments and our tools? That's not who I am. I go make my own. And I realize that when employees are poorly engaged, they don't get to play their game. So we created what we call work expressions to help professionals figure out what their game is. In other words, when I come to work, how do I express myself? And we've been sharing this with people in beta, and folks are like, dude, <laughs> this is better than the disc profile. This is better than um, 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 almost any assessment we've ever seen. And all I'm doing, Shane, is bringing everything I learned in sports as an athlete to corporate America and really helping people become corporate athletes. In other words, if you don't go to work and get to play your game, it don't matter how much money they pay you. Watch the NBA. When that guy sitting at the end of the bench don't get to play, he mad. Why? Because he wants to contribute. Why he want to play? Well, you make enough money, you should. No, who wants to go to work and sit in their cubicle and do nothing? And not, not feel like I'm a part of the, the, the success of this organization. So we equip business leaders with a blueprint on how to build a high-performing team where everybody gets to come to work and everybody gets to play their game and everybody's happy when they go home. They don't think about leaving, right? They're not even thinking about another job. Why? Because I love what I do. And I get to play my game every day at work. Tom Brady got to do that with New England for two decades. And finally, after two decades of Tom Brady being able to come to work every single day in the blueprint, when he got to express himself, finally, New England was like, all right, bro, <laughs> Enough. it's time for us to move on. And I don't know what their thought process was. I don't know what their thinking was. But Tom Brady enjoyed it so much. He almost always took a pay cut to play in New England. So it's not even about the money. It's really about you being able to go to work and express yourself at a high level and to understand that you contribute and to play a role inside of an organization that has a blueprint. When we launch IT in the off season, game over. Oh, I can't. <laughs> no, it's going to help people build winning teams and have transformation inside the organization. This is so cool. And for someone like myself, I work, you know, I'm, I'm a project manager for, for a marketing team that we have at, at our, at the, the job, the company that I work for. And so it's important for me because I have, I manage a team and it's important for me to be able to utilize some of these things and implement these things that you're talking about as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at all, all these things. And, and Walter, as we get ready to sign off and, and you've dropped so many golden nuggets for us today, you mentioned swim. You mentioned all these, these programs, but where can we get all this stuff? Where can we get access to this stuff? Like, where can we get this information from you? Uh, simple. You know, our website is WalterBond.com. You can go on our website. You can join our mastermind. Uh, we have a mastermind for small business owners and business professionals, which is very affordable. We coach speakers. We have trainings. I mean, we're putting some finishing touches on our website. We're constantly improving our website. But if you go to WalterBond.com, Pretty much that is the genesis of all that we do. We do a lot of high-end corporate work, right? We do uh, a lot of small business coaching. So just go to WalterBond.com um, and you can order the book Swim. You can go to Amazon and order the book Swim. Uh, you can plug in and, and download our free um, Shark Mindset Action Plan. It's a personal development tool. We give a lot of stuff away for free. 
You know, I mean, it's not always about the money. And here's the funny thing as we close, I don't care about money. And I think that's why I've been able to be successful. I don't care about money. It's not even about money, right? Those NBA ball players right now are miserable. They're still getting their paychecks. They're miserable because they love to play. They're miserable because they love to compete. My first NBA check chain came in the mail. I never forget it. You know when you get a check, right? <laughs> I was so happy and focused to play in the NBA. When the check came in the mail, I was like, oh man, I think that's my check. And I grabbed the check and I was dating my wife at the time. I opened up the check, I looked at it, and it kind of freaked me out. And I put the check on my counter and I left it there for about a month. Now imagine that. I did not cash my first NBA check. I didn't deposit it for like a month. And my girlfriend, who's now my wife of 26 years, she says, oh my God, is like, I don't mean to get into your business, but is that your paycheck? I was like, yeah. She's like, you get one of those every two weeks? And she was working for Dr. Pepper. And I was like, yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, I get that same check every two weeks. I was afraid to cash it because I love basketball so much. I was literally afraid that this money might compromise my love for the game. That's my mindset. My, my wife handles the money. I don't negotiate. I don't do anything with money. My wife handles all that. What I focus on is delivering high-end content. What I focus on is impacting people. What I honestly focus on is being the best in the world of what I do. That's my focus, because I already understand if I become the best in the world, the money is going to be the reward. So I don't need to focus on the money. I focus on being the best. I focus on being the shark with a shark mindset. And let me tell you something, man. The money comes. I put three kids through college, straight cash, right? We live in a wonderful golf community. I live in a country club. Nine billionaires live in my neighborhood, right? I drive a really nice electric car, right? <laughs> God is good, right? And, and, and the better I get, the more money I make. So anybody listening, don't focus on the money. Focus on being the best in the world at what you do. And trust that the money's going to be the reward. The money's going to show up. And I, so I want to challenge you, Shane. Yesterday, I had to try out for a podcast. There's a guy who has the number one podcast for Fortune 500 execs. And we did a 30-minute, what I thought was a podcast, come to find out it was a tryout to see if I was worthy <laughs> to wow. be on a podcast. And I was like, okay, I know how to try out, right? And so obviously, I made the squad. So I want to challenge you, man, build the best podcast in the world. Be the number one podcaster in the sports business dynamic in the world. Study podcasting. Study the top podcasters. Study how they open, how they close, how they edit. Study everything about podcasting. And don't you quit until you are the shark, the boss, the great white of podcasting. I will do that, man. I'm just sitting here like getting goosebumps. And it's Wow. I appreciate your words, Walter. I appreciate your time, first off. And uh, I appreciate you just sharing the golden nuggets with, with myself and our audience. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys do. I'll put the links in the description for WalterBond.com. Guys, go check out Swim. And uh, there's going to be more things in the works, I'm sure. So Walter's always doing it. His whole team, he, he's awesome. If you guys haven't followed him, go do so. Follow his social media platforms as well. You'll see that he's always got something cooking. You never stop moving. So I appreciate Every you, day. <laughs> Thank you for joining the show. Awesome. Thank you, Shane. Take care.
Guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Walter Bond as much as I did. He's an amazing human being with a lot of information to share. So please share this with your friends and family or anyone who could benefit from his words. And don't forget, hit the subscribe button and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate it as we continue to build this brand. Take care. We'll talk to you guys next week.